1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. All of a
2: sudden, it's January and it's basketball season. It really kicks in once you you get to the first of the year. Joining us, Dr. Johnny Tower, who's made the transition with the St. Thomas team. To Division One and had an interesting season so far. I can only imagine what the future holds, uh, given what we've already seen. Uh, Johnny Tower, congratulations on a huge win on Saturday, and thank you for joining us.
3: Hey, Mike, thanks a lot. Uh Pleasure to be on, and uh, yeah, we're really really excited to get a win against a really good, uh, well coached Western Illinois team.
2: Okay, so we, all of us in the basketball community are you know that is observed from we're trying to figure this thing out, and we're saying. Okay. Now, St. Thomas got some scholarships, but the truth is most of your scholarship players really aren't playing. They're injured. They didn't end up making it to to the fall, all those things. And and you're winning mainly with your team that played last year uh, in the MIAC. And and you're going, does that mean there's more good Minnesota basketball players than we realize because you're able to compete against full scholarship programs and win? Uh, What does it mean? What have been your observations?
3: Well, it is a really unique situation, you know, as you mentioned, this, this jump from Division 3 to Division 1 hasn't been done before, so there there aren't a lot of data points to to necessarily say, you know, what would we expect to do, and then we, we initially thought we were bringing in four or five transfers um, who may play significant minutes, and, and for a number of different reasons, um, we're starting the exact same five that we were last year in, in Division 3 in the MIAC, and so it's provided sort of this interesting natural experiment. Um, now, I think these guys are really, really—they were top-level Division Three players, right? We ranked second in the country last year and fourth the year before. So, these guys are really elite players, and they've done just an incredible job making this transition and playing against some really good Division One teams. Um, so, it's to me, it's a fascinating story. I'm so blessed to coach them. But I also think, for any outsiders, not just in our community, but really around the the country, from a basketball perspective, to look at what high level Division three players can do when they make the jump um, has been, uh, to me, really inspiring.
2: It is, it's, and it's fascinating because it probably also kind of sets in place or makes you optimistic about your recruiting going forward because you know the profile of what you thought you might have to have might have changed a little bit, huh?
3: Well, you know, yeah, I think. We're looking, and under the leadership of, of our athletic director Phil Esten, I think there's a vision long term what Saint Thomas can do uh, at the Division One level, and we know it's it's not about a quick fix. It's how do we build something that's sustainable um, at the Division level, one level, much the way we had at the Division Three level, and so we're really excited to have four guys signed for next year, three of them um, from the state of Minnesota, and I think that bodes well for the future. But in the meantime, I think our style of play, and the caliber of person we've recruited um, along with the university. I think um, it, it just it shows, I think, what we are going to be able to, to do long-term, we hope. But but more importantly, what we're doing right now, I think this team is just a phenomenal story of lots of local kids who uh, play the game the right way, and they're an outstanding student athlete.
2: I want to ask you about one, Parker Bjorklund. Now, he went to Chaska. I, I played high school basketball with his father in Gaylord, and uh, his, uh, his cousins were outstanding. Uh, Marshall Bjorklund took North Dakota State to the NCAA tournament. They lost to Gonzaga there. Uh, his sister, Tara, played at the University of Colorado in Boulder, had a great career. Uh, but Parker came to you from Chaska, but it, but it was a strange route because he didn't come to St. Thomas to play basketball, right? He didn't play right
3: away? Yeah. You know, when we were recruiting him out of high school, his coach, Dana Coleman, who does a great job, um, said, you know, I think Parker can be outstanding in college, but I don't think he's probably going to play. And we were curious. And so you now you see a kid who just doesn't have a passion and that wasn't it. He said, he's got these online businesses and he, he's really successful and those take up a lot of time and he's an entrepreneur. And so I think he's going to just focus on that. And so it's really this bizarre story and that's what he did for two years. And, um, well, we would have loved him to come out for the team, we understood, and then COVID hit, and Parker texted us last year and, and said, would it be okay if I'd come out for the team as a junior? And we're thinking, well, sure, you can come out for the team, but we don't even know if we're going to have a season with COVID. you haven't played in two-plus years. Yeah. Well, he came out for the team, and I think we only had 10 full practices last year. He played in six games, and he averaged 14 points a game. He shot 75% from the field. <laughs> and, and now he's playing Division One. And he's starting for us, and his numbers aren't that different in Division One. I. I mean, it truly is one of those stories where last year I'm looking at Jim Hayes and Pat McKenzie and uh, guys like that, and they're like, where did Parker Bjorklund come from? And now we're playing in the Summit League, and I think a lot of the coaches are like, where did Parker Yorkland come from? He's one of those great stories, and the best part is that he – I mean, the sky is the limit for him. He gets better every single day, and he's just a competitive, curious kid.
2: Well, now, now, does he get more time because he didn't play the first two years and COVID and all those things, or is he a senior?
3: Well, he's in his fourth year of college, but everybody gets an extra year because of COVID, and so I think he could he could certainly play one more year, and I think it's possible to appeal to, to play two more years. So it's know. We always joke that Parker might be that guy who's on campus six or seven years, hmm. he's running all these multi billion dollar businesses. While playing college basketball, he just has yeah. sense of humor, and, and you can tell he's going to be successful in whatever he does in life because of his uh, his personality. He's got this confidence for only having played about 15 college games in his life, and he was sick the last month, so we didn't play. Um, and yet he'll make suggestions to us about how he'd like to defend a ball screen that, that belies as an experience. Uh, you'd think he's a 10-year NBA vet, the, the way he kind of has these ideas and uh, it's, it's a joy, just like all their guys. They're just, they're so much fun
2: to coach. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be supplying you with NIL money for the team and, and he'll be <laughs> the player. He'll be the first one that does that. What was it like the first time you get on a plane and you go play like at Seattle? What, what does that feel like to walk into that arena? Uh, you know, w- w- when you're going, okay, this isn't just, uh, you know, a play-in game, exhibition game. This, this is the real deal or Denver or whatever it is. What did that feel like to you?
3: Well, I think, I think for all of our guys, there was an element, you know, we played Chicago State was our first game. Then we went out to New York City. We've been in Ohio, Seattle, Denver, Nebraska, Iowa. It's been a lot of travel the first two months. And I think earlier there was a little bit of like, you know, okay, this is different. It's a Division One, and, and I, frankly, I think that wore off quickly for our guys in the sense that once the game starts, um, they're just, I mean, you know, our guys—they're really competitive, they're really skilled, and they love to play. And you know, it's, it's a little like the Hoosiers, where Gene Hackman measures the free throw line. Like the court's ninety-four by fifty, we're playing against bigger, stronger, quicker athletes than than we would have in Division Three. But at the end of the day, the the core values and the way we're trying to play isn't different. And I think our guys—the way they played—is is sort of evidence of that. That. Um, we understand who we are and we understand what we're trying to do and um, we know we're, we're never going to win warmups we know that um, you know, when you watch the the dunk lines we're not winning that but mm-hmm. when you watch our guys shoot and pass and and play together um, i think it's pretty special
2: john tower is our guest at the oral roberts this week which is interesting as well now now if if you can't comment on this i want you just to say i don't know anything about that okay but i'm going to ask the question okay a little birdie tells me you may have gotten uh, Dre Dobbs from Eden Prairies transferred in.
3: Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Okay, we
2: uh, let's move myself. on. <laughs> let's move on then to other things we can talk about because uh, I have never have any idea of what can be you know if, if people have to be registered and recruiting all that stuff. So I'm not going to get anybody in any trouble here. And maybe I got bad information. <clears throat> I would doubt it. Anders Nelson is, uh, I watched him in high school. You and I have talked about him before. He was he was about as good a guard as I saw to Edina when he was playing the way he controlled the game and could score the basketball. Uh, he looks unfazed this year. Explain him.
3: Yeah, Anders, coming out of high school, um, you know, we knew what a prodigious talent he was. He was the national freshman of the year in Division three three years ago um, and has really He's been unbelievable since the day he stepped foot on campus, and I think, you know, like, like so many players, it's easy to watch them and, and just assume they have this natural talent. Um, Andres is a tireless worker. I mean, he is, what he's done, you know, he's not, he's probably 5'11", um, he's not the quickest guy, he doesn't jump very high, and if you watch his skills, his ball handling, his passing, his shooting, I mean, it just, it's really incredible because he gets every ounce out of his body he's poured his heart into the game um, and he just you know the other day he was unbelievable he had I think 20 points against Western Illinois but oh, I thought it was the best defensive game of his career he took great care of the ball um, and so to watch him um, do this and make this transition because like a lot of kids his dream was to play Division One basketball and, and, and here we are in year four of his journey um, year one ended in Sweet 16 year two ended due to COVID before we could play our Sweet 16 game Three, we went undefeated, and year four, he's in Division One. I mean, you talk about a story; you will be able to tell his kids about his college four years. It's not a traditional four years, but he sure made the most of it. And he is—he um, is—he's a really, really unique player who's been key to our success.
2: Johnny Towers, our guest, transfer portal is a thing that we've all become familiar with. Uh, my guess is uh, given where you guys sit, you're, you're going to get to choose, not recruit. Uh, a lot of kids that are going to make overtures or, or, or wonder what you got going on there or if they could be a part of the program. Uh, what has that part been like? What do you anticipate it? You know, when people reach out to you, and, and obviously they've you know they got Division One experience and et cetera. What do you look for next? Because you, 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 the, the number of scholarships you get gets real tight real quick when you start looking for, for prospects, so you want to make sure you get the right ones. But, but what do you look for once somebody says, hey, uh, you know, and, and they've got a reputable school and maybe even some reputable numbers, what do you look for next?
3: Yeah, that's a great question because I think every school has their niche, or at least they want to, and, and you know... Not just at an academic level, because that's important. Um, geography matters, style of play, your culture, all those things. So you you want to find the right fit, not just for you, but for the, the player, right? It's not a good thing for anybody if if a guy goes to a school because of the name of that school, but it's not the right style of play or it's not the right culture. And so, um, you know, you watch us play and you have a lot over the years. Um, we always talk about four things that we want to be unselfish, skilled, smart, and tough. And if a guy checks those four boxes and he's high character um, in his in his life and he's a really good student, um, that's really where we start. Now that guy's six foot ten. That's all the better. But but frankly, we start with those qualities. And um, I think this year this team epitomizes that. Right? You talked about Andres and Parker. Um, Riley Miller's leading the entire nation in three point shooting. Yeah, Division from
2: Benild St. Margaret's, yeah. From Benild St. Margaret. He
3: wasn't ranked in the top 200 kids in the state of Minnesota his senior year. Is that right? So, um, so did
2: he just keep sh- Did he just learn how to shoot the basketball and become a great shooter, or what did he do?
3: Well, I'd love to tell you, we, we taught him that, but no, he was, he was underrated in high school. I mean, he was a pretty great shooter at Benild, um, and, his freshman year, he shot 47%. Last year, he shot 62% on threes. I mean, it's a number <laughs> unbelievable. And he could beat you in horse, I think. Uh, Yeah, if if he gets a letter, he's um, he's going to beat me. He's really, he's really, you talk about him and Anders as our backcourt, and then Ryan Lindbergh and Bert Hedstrom, two grad students, fifth year they've started for us from Minnetonk and Wyzetta, and you just look like we're not always going to be set, uh, probably – this strong in the twin cities but i think we will always be very minnesota heavy because you know we're one of two division one programs in the state and there are a lot of kids that would love to go to st thomas for the education and then you combine that with the basketball and the opportunities and what we what we hope to build i think it's a a really unique story um that's going to continue to grow but these guys this year um if people haven't seen them play i'd encourage you to get out and watch them because they're just they're a special group. Right now, they're leading the country in fewest turnovers, and leading the country in most three-point shots made. Um, if you do those two things, you give yourself a chance. We know we're not going to kill people on the glass. Um, we're probably not going to get a ton of points in the paint. And so, like anything in life, you got to... Be self-aware and play to your strengths, and um, this team is doing an exceptional job of that in year one of Division
2: One, But you've hardly got a center. You don't even list a center on your roster. I mean, it's guards <laughs> and forwards. And, you know, we've seen this transition, and I think it's pretty cool because, uh, you know, I mean, who's to say you can't win with four guards or four out, you know, depending on what you want to call it, et cetera. And, and since the majority of kids are going to be guards just because that's the way biology works, um, but but that's what you've got right now and, and and have you found that have you found i don't want to say a new way to coach because you've coached a lot of different uh, ways over the years uh but have you found that i don't want to say underemphasize it because you're not going to turn down that 6 foot 10 inch kid that you alluded to uh but but there's a lot of different ways to win
3: yeah i, I think part of it is knowing knowing what's non-negotiable for your program right and and for us where we're at i think being really skilled is is a part of that now if you look at the guys we're bringing in next year, Kendall Blue from Eastridge, Andrew Rohde from Brookfield Central are both 6'6 six, six wings, Ajani Lee and Carter Durkee are 6'9 posts, but they're not really posts. They're forwards um, from the state of Minnesota. And so those four guys, I think, fit that bill. They are taller than the guys we currently have, but I think, you know, I think sometimes height and jumping ability get overrated in basketball. At the end of the day, you got to put the ball in the basket, and so I um, we're looking for the best players who can do that. Um, and we have a goal. 2016, we won the national championship. And in that final four, we made, I think, a total of two three-point shots, which sounds almost really? impossible than what we play now. But just six years ago, I think we went, don't quote me on this, but I think we went one of eight and one of seven in the final four in two games and won both of the games. And you look at us now, and we're averaging 14 made three-point shots a game. And just some of it is adapting your personnel and, and your roster. The way we play now is different than we did five or six years sure.
2: ago. And if you get that kid that you know nothing about that I mentioned, that'd be a nice addition too, but we know nothing about that, but I mean, holy cow, yeah, that's a lot of skill coming in next year if you put it all together. Hey, Johnny, you, and you get next game, Oral Roberts, right?
3: We play Oral Roberts on Thursday, and what a team. I mean, they run... 16 last year and was really they were sort of the Cinderella story in the NCAA tournament um, it should be they're number two in the country in three point should, baskets made uh, were number one so it should be uh, you know it should be just a fun night of basketball they're phenomenal I mean their guard Mac A's Smithers, he could have been in the NBA and he chose to come back to Oral Roberts and so we're going to try I don't know how you guard him um, you may have been able to back in the day I could but I, I was able
2: to anticipate a lot better than a lot of kids <laughs> That's another way to say it. when you're slow, you, you tell the coach. Yeah, but I can anticipate.
3: <laughs> right, right. They got a lot of great guys around him. So Thursday night we play them, and Saturday night we host UMKC. So it's, I think I think a lot of people in the community are just excited to have a second division one program, and um, we're excited to, uh, to do our best to make everybody in the state proud.
2: Fun stuff, Johnny. Thank you so much, and happy new year. Sorry, Maxie.
3: Happy new year. Thanks a lot.
2: You bet, Johnny Tower,
1: head coach St. Thomas at Oral Roberts.